boy, it's Christmas time. Sort of. It's not Christmas when I'm recording this. Because it would be kind of shitty of me to do to, like, my family. Be like, hey, it's Christmas. I'm going to go record my podcast. And I don't even know if it's Christmas when you're listening to this. I don't know why I assumed that. I, you probably have better things to do on Christmas than listen to. Velvet Owl watches movies, so you don't have to. And so, of course, it's Christmas time, so I have to pick a Christmas movie. And it's really fucking hard to decide on what's going to be a good Christmas movie to do. Because last year I had the absolutely perfect fucking greatest Christmas movie ever, A Karate Christmas Miracle. And now I'm going to be kind of like on hunt of what can I find that could breach that level of greatness. And I just kind of randomly picked one. Uh, this movie's called Christmas Thieves. And I picked it because it stars Michael Madsen and Tom Arnold, which is a good combination. And now that I think about it, did, did I, have I seen this movie yet? If I have, it's been so long that I don't remember, so it still qualifies... Uh, per the rules of my podcast is these films. I have to be something I have not seen before so I can have, like, my first-time reaction. So really, this podcast is, like, a variation on those, like, people react to something. Just a very long form, because usually that's just react to a song or some shit. And, but I'm reacting to a movie! And how is my reaction? Anyhow, Michael Madsen and Tom Arnold. Uh, nah, I don't even really care, Michael Madsen. Kind of, have I seen him in like a family film before ever? Because um, he's really like tough guy and mostly know him from like Reservoir Dogs and shit like that, you know? So this is going to be interesting. But Tom Arnold, if you're going for a bad movie, you can never go wrong if Tom Arnold has like second billing. And granted, he had second billing in True Lies, and that movie was a good movie on good movie standards. But, yeah, anything else that he's got, like, lead or co-lead billing is gonna be, like, fucking awesomely horrible, I'm hoping. Anyhow, the, the whatchamacallit, what am I trying to say? The watch, you know, the whatchamacallit. (laughs) Ugh, I am, like, so now just fucking, I'm done. This movie has killed me before it even started. Where was I going with this? Yeah, the description. That was that was the word I was looking for. A pair of petty criminals, dressed as Santa and his elf, try to convince two children that they aren't thieves at all, but are in fact babysitters. And I know, you're thinking... Tom Arnold has to be the elf. And I can't quite tell from the picture. It looks like Tom Arnold is actually Santa and Michael Madsen is the elf. Which makes this even better. Um, And it looks like it's live action. Judging from the picture, there's live action, but then there's like bad CGI animals surrounding the live action actors. So, I'm, I'm a fan of combining bad live action with bad CGI animation. So this could be a very good film for me to watch. Who am I kidding? None of these are good films to watch. Let me press play, because I am tired of rambling. So yes, Tom Arnold is playing Santa, and Michael Madsen is the elf. 
Um, I don't know. So I guess, you know, that would suggest that Tom Arnold is the brains of this operation. And, okay, Michael Madsen is the muscle, and that makes sense. So, yeah, I guess. So I was thinking, like, shouldn't Michael Madsen be the leader? But he's better suited to be the muscle of the operation. So, by default, Tom Arnold's the brains. And they're robbing a magician. That, that's all we know, because they keep saying, The Magician's House. <laughs> and it, it's not like it's the name of a club or something. It's just an actual house. And the magician, he's out somewhere, being a magician. So Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen are going to rob this place. And Tom Arnold's just firing off all sorts of bad one-liners. And God bless him for that. I, Michael Madsen, I can't quite tell like if he's like into this or he's embarrassed by it. I mean, obviously he's doing this for the paycheck. But I, I feel he's like kind of just only giving like half oomph. Whereas Tom Arnold, like bless him, seriously. What makes him great is that he just throws himself into these roles. Like he knows that these are shitty movies he makes. But he's like, damn it, I am going to put the best fucking performance I can put. I am putting all of me, all of Tom Arnold into this. And that's, that's what makes him great. Is that he doesn't give a shit that these are shitty movies. He is going to go full gusto with them. So, But unfortunately, Michael Madsen forgot to cut the wires on the alarm. And the alarm goes off like 10 minutes within them already robbing the house. That is a kind of a shitty alarm system. Alarm systems should be going off like 30 seconds in. Um, the alarm system's like, oh, yeah, no, I, maybe you made by mistake by accident, so I'll give you a good 5-10 minutes to shut me off. Do, 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 do. Oh, you didn't do it. Let me go off. That That's, uh... That's my impersonation of an alarm system. And so, I don't know if uh, how much you know of how alarm systems work. I used to work for an alarm company, and I hate to think about it because I really hated that job. But the alarm goes off, and it's supposed to go to the alarm dispatcher who calls to make sure it wasn't a fucking accident. And if they can't get a hold of you, then they call the police. I don't know how this got routed because this lady who's at home on Christmas with her kids, her husband who works on an oil rig, like seriously, he works on an oil rig so he's not home for Christmas and they have to like do this over Zoom, although I don't know if Zoom existed when this movie came out so it might have just been Skype or something, they're like, you know, on the computer like saying like, oh, hi, and the son's like, why do you have to work on an oil rig? You could have been home for Christmas. Which, I don't know. I, I guess, uh, I don't, I mean, like, is he out of, like, completely town? Out of, because it's nighttime. It's nighttime where the kids are. So if you're living, if you work on an oil rig, are you still working on an oil rig at night? Come on, they gotta give you some time off, right? I don't know. I don't know how oil rigs work. But he's off at the oil rig and the son's mad. But So then the mom gets the call and she has to go to the magician's house. And again, she says, the magician's house. Who is this magician? 
Is he the only magician in town that they can be like, the magician? Like, is he just not famous enough to go by his name? You know, if David Copperfield's house was being broken into, you'd say David Copperfield's house. You wouldn't say the magician's house. So, yeah, what? <laughs> like, I know. It's not just a magician's house. It's the magician's house. I know where it is. I'm going to go. I don't know what mom does that she has to go. I mean, I guess maybe she's a police officer. No, if she's a police officer and she's at home, can't they just get someone who's on duty? So I don't know what she does. I don't know if she's a police officer or does she work for the security company? And again, if it is a security company thing, don't they have some fucking security guard on duty? Why Why does poor mom have to leave her kids alone? Yeah, she doesn't have anyone to watch the kids and she can't take the kids with her because, you know, they're going to be... Someone's robbing the magician's house. You don't want the kids around that. So she calls all sorts of various places and finally manages to get someone to send a babysitter over. And mom tells the kids, like, okay, when I leave, you put the door jammer on and don't open the door unless it's the babysitter. And if you need to, there's a panic room. Because these people are rich. Um, not rich enough to have a nanny, just rich enough to have a panic room. And, you know, only open it for the babysitter, which, I mean, you you can see, right, where here's an issue. She doesn't fucking know who the babysitter is. Like, like she doesn't give a description to the kids of, okay, here's what the babysitter's gonna look like. Also, she's not sticking around to wait for the babysitter. At that point, why even get a babysitter? Tell the kids to go up and go to bed and I'll be back when I'm back. Like, because there's going to be this gap in time between mom leaving and the babysitter getting there. So who knows what fucking trouble the kids could get to in the meantime. So at that point, just let them be by themselves for the entire night. Are you going to be gone for the entire night? Is this like a... Because you got to check on the magician's house being robbed. And apparently you're the only person who can go. Because no one's on fucking duty. Work-life balance, mom. You need a better work-life balance. So the police, or security guards, I'm not sure, because they kind of look like they have security guard badges. But they also have a police cruiser. The security guards get the police cruiser. Um, but three of them show up at the magician's house. Three of them. That means mom could have stayed home and there'd still be two guard officers that could have gone. I don't know. Is there something in the magician houses, the magician's contract with the security system? At least three officers have to appear at my house if someone's breaking in. Seriously, why did mom get... This is going to fucking piss me off for the rest of this movie. Of why mom and they got there they the criminals are gone so how long do all three of them have to stick around to I don't know what wait for the magician to get home and 
So he can go inventory and say, like, okay, this is what's been robbed. Do you need three officers? Three! Mom could have been home with her kids. But anyhow, Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen, they've escaped because they ran away once the alarm started blaring. And they find a house. They manage to sneak in through the back door. And, oh, whose house is it? Obviously, Mom Cop's house. And the children are there. And they only locked the front door. They did not lock the back door. And in fairness to them, though, Mom did not say, oh, yeah, also make sure the back door is locked. No, just the front door. And, wait a minute, she's a cop. That has a panic room. Why does she not have an alarm system? I mean, granted, maybe, like, oh, the kids are there, so if I set the alarm system, it's gonna just go off. But you can set it to just only the outside is armed. And, you know, just tell the kids the code to the alarm system so that they can unarm the system when the babysitter gets there. But they get uh, through the back, and the kids are like, well, the daughter, the little girl, she's stupid. No, not stupid. She's naive. Uh, She's like, are you our babysitter? Oh, my God, you're Santa. Because, by the way, why is Tom Arnold dressed like Santa and Michael Madsen as an elf? Is the idea that in case someone did see them breaking into the house, they're like, it was Santa and an elf. Which, of course, then you have to change out of your costumes as quick as possible after you run out there. Because, you know, now the police are looking for Santa and an elf. I... What was your plan? (laughs) Like, if you break in and the magician happened to be there. Oh, I'm just Santa and an elf. We just uh, wanted to make sure everything's okay. But, you know, they play along. um, Like, oh, yeah, little girl, we're your babysitter. I'm the real Santa, of course, and this is my elf. And the elf wants some whiskey. Because he's Michael Madsen. He does not need a reason why he needs some whiskey. You get him some whiskey. But the kids get him water instead. And, you know, he's going to just deal with that because they got to play along. They can't, you know, ruffle too much feathers. So what's going to happen when the real babysitter shows up? It's a wacky comedy of errors, right? Or maybe mom shows up because she got to the magician's house. No one was there. And there's two fucking other officers there that could easily handle this. I mean, was mom on duty? Was she on call? Because something for a simple burglary, like... They don't need, like, an off-duty officer, do they? Do they call them in? This uh, this makes me cry. It doesn't really make me cry, but... um, They see a picture of Mom, though, and her police officer, and Tom Arnold's like, You know, I've seen a lot of cops, but your mom's definitely the most attractive. Which is uh, exactly what you want to tell kids. Like, hey, kid, your mom is hot. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's good for kids to know that their mom is hot.
Kids, your mom is what we in the industry call a MILF. Now, mom, I'd like to... Oh, what joke do you give for the F word? Because you can't say that to kids. Eh, tell them. Tell them that their mom is a mom that you would like to fuck. So the little girl goes raffling through the... Raffling? Riffling? Rummaging through the bag. Santa's bag. Of things they stole. Which, uh... So no one taught this little girl manners. Like, okay, yeah, it's Santa, but it's still his fucking bag. Like, don't go rummaging through his bag and taking the stuff. And she finds this one book that they stole from the magician's house. It's a really big book that looks old. And so she says, Will you read us some bedtime stories? And Tom was like, Uh, no, why don't you go watch TV instead? But she's insistent and she's gonna start screaming if you don't read her a bedtime story. And so Tom Arnold's like, okay, sure. Except I don't think Tom Arnold knows how to read, because first off, he has the book upside down. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure, I didn't know. And it seems like the kids are actually the ones reading the story out loud. And I can't quite tell, because they show pictures of the animals, and it keeps cutting to, like, CGI but it felt like kind of like they could actually see the animals in CGI because the one ki- the son is like, oh, cool, it's moving. So I'm not sure. I Is this a magic show, a magic book? Why does the magician have a book? What a weird question for me to just ask. Why does the magician have a book? Because magicians read. They're people like you and me. I should know. I... I dabbling, I dabbling, I dabble in magic a little bit. Um, not very good. Maybe if I read more, I should get a book. I should get a book, read it, and I could become a better magician. So, but the story, um, I don't know. Tom Arnold seems to be trying to throw in some stories of his own thievery, and I don't know. There's a fox, and he's like making a delivery to like an old lady fox who sneezes a bunch of like phlegm and the fox has to quickly duck using the good old matrix duck you know that matrix move where you like in slow motion go backwards and you lean lean so far backwards you avoid whatever's trying to hit you which i'm pretty sure this movie came out at least like 15 years after the matrix but um, it's well known enough that you know people are still like throwing that parody out. Um, I mean that should be thrown out altogether. So yeah, and I don't know which I don't know who's telling the story. I don't know what's going on in the story because it keeps coming back from the story to Tom Arnold with the kids on his lap, and there doesn't really seem to be much of an actual story being told. So while they're reading the story. Or watching it. I don't know, because seriously, like, they're not actually reading. It, they're kind of, like, narrating over what, <laughs> over what's going on in the CGI animation. And Michael Madsen, he's just kind of casing the joint and trying to steal what he can. And in the story, the this wolf, he's, like, delivering packages, and he has to deliver one to this foxy fox. And he totally loves her. He totally wants to bang her, but, you know, he's too shy to say anything. And he goes on, but then he gets attacked by Puffins, who want to steal this package, and they try to steal it, and he tries to attack them to stop them, 
and the package gets dropped and broken. Oh no. And the Puffins go back to their secret evil lair in the snow mountain. And there is the walrus. I am the Eggman, but he is the walrus. And the, apparently the package was for him. So the Puffins... The, just pointless for them to try to steal the package that was going to their boss anyhow. And then they broke it, so now poor walrus has a broken package. They read some more stories. Or watch the stories. I'm I'm still confused. And the wolf starts choking, but thankfully the fox knows the Heimlich maneuver and saves his life. And the little boy's like, "Hey, I know that maneuver. They taught us that in school." Awesome. It's good to know the Heimlich maneuver so you can save someone's life. Though you will probably forget how to exactly do the Heimlich maneuver by the time you reach the point where you have to save someone's life using the Heimlich maneuver. So be sure to just practice it often on your friends, even if they're choking or not, and just do it out of the blue. Not, Don't tell them ahead of time, because, you know, in a real-life situation, they're not going to know ahead of time that they need the Heimlich Maneuver. So just practice often on your friends. Now, as they're watching more of the story, and Tom Arnold is telling the kids, like, you know, school sucks. Way to go, Tom Arnold. I agree with you. Um, the wolf is doing something at the fox's house and breaks like some machine she's working on. So she's mad. So she sends him off like, fuck you, fuck off, get out of my house. But then later that night, it's dark and there's lightning and she's scared because she's a girl. So she has to go to the wolf's house like, please protect me, save me from the lightning. That apparently didn't happen while she was walking over to Wolf's house. Just while she was inside. And now that she's inside again, more lightning. Oh, scary, scary. There's a knock on the door, and it's the real babysitter. And she's kind of a Mary Poppins type. Um, maybe a little younger. And she's got the British accent, which I'm not going to try because I can't do accents. But she's like, oh, I'm here. I'm the babysitter. And... Tom Arnold's like, oh, well, you know, I'm the babysitter, so we don't need you, so you can leave. And she's like, well, I'm not going before you pay me my money. Pay me my money, bitch. But Tom Arnold just slams the door on her like, oh, no, we ain't paying you. And it's back to story time. And the fox has gotten the wolf a snowmobile for Christmas. Oh, yeah, she wants to bang him. Uh, you don't just give people a snowmobile for a Christmas present. What the fuck? And he's having fun when a woman comes by, a female walrus, who's actually the earlier walrus, in a wig, all great disguise, asks if he can borrow the snowmobile for reasons. I don't know. Maybe she just wants to... I don't know what... The... Whatever. The walrus gets on the snowmobile and takes off, and the wig falls off, and is like, oh, shit... My snowmobile just got stolen. And then... Oh, another knock on the door. And it's Mary Poppins. And she's with two thugs. And they've got bats. And it's like, better give us our money. But Tom Arnold uh, changes into a new disguise. He puts on a wig. Probably inspired by the walrus. And he's like, oh, I'm a woman, definitely. See, I've got the woman hair and lipstick on. Never mind the stubble. And they're wanting to, like, give us our fucking money. 
And Tom Arnold calls over the police like, Oh, help! I'm being robbed! They want to beat me up! And, you know, they're the real criminals! Go after them! And the cop is like, Sure! I believe you! Even though you're obviously a man in drag, but, I mean, granted, we gotta be a little more, like, kinder and not jump to assumptions that just because a man with stubble is wearing a wig and wearing lipstick does not mean he is a troublemaker. He could just... I mean, that could just be his identity. So it's not what he looks like to that bothers me. He's just obviously the way he's talking is like, oh, I, I think there's something a little suspicious. But, you know, they don't know who the babysitter is. Because, you know, mom, who's a police officer on the force, she just like, Haha, I'll leave my children home alone and the babysitter will show up at some point. I'm not going to vet it any further because I'm too busy. <laughs> Even though I should be off duty. I <laughs> No, that is, that is not cool with me at all that... She... Fuck the police. Fuck the police for making her leave her home on Christmas Eve when she's got kids to... Fucking magician. The magician has so much pull in this town. But... Well, the police officer falls for it and he puts out an APB to the... Whatever. To the other police. And they're gonna go track her down. The Mary Poppins and her thugs. That's who they're going to track down. Some more story time with um, stuff happening. The wolf and his best friend, the huge polar bear, they're fighting over a video game. And wait, so they just let the snowmobile go? There's no follow-up to that? <laughs> the walrus just fucking stole the snowmobile? That is so very sad. For the fox, who she spent all this money buying a snowmobile, and the wolf is just like, uh, what are you gonna do? Walrus stole it. Just, uh. I, I'm too sad. I'm too sad to go on. Um, but go on, I must. So they fight over video game, and then they make some muffins, and the puffins come and they steal the muffins. Because puffins love muffins. Muffins for puffins. I don't know. But it feels like that should be something. Like bananas and pajamas. Muffins for puffins. It, It's right there. Why has that not been done? Why is there not some annoying kid show or kid song? Muffins for puffins. I'm going to write it. And I'm going to make a fucking million dollars off of it. So don't you dare try to steal my idea. But since the story has muffins, the kids are hungry. As, you know, does happen, kids do tend to get hungry. It So they go and um, Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen, they go in the kitchen like, okay, we got to find some food for these kids because maybe if they eat, they'll fall asleep. And Michael Madsen finds some frozen pizzas. And he's like, okay, let's make some frozen pizzas. And Tom Arnold's like, it's Christmas Eve. You can't feed them frozen pizza which I agree you don't feed kids frozen pizza on Christmas Eve you cook it first you give them cooked pizza 
you know, feed them while it's frozen. What's wrong with you, Michael Madsen? But no, Tom Arnold thinks that, you know, these kids should have a real meal. Because it's Christmas Eve. Even though, like, 30 seconds before, he was telling the kids to go to sleep and they'll have breakfast in the morning. So, like, it's like going from 0 to 60 just out of nowhere. Like, no, you kids aren't going to eat at all. Oh, you're going to eat? Well, um, no, not these frozen pizzas. You deserve a real Christmas dinner. And so what was the plan with the babysitter? Was, was she going to make them a real dinner? Or was she going to feed them the frozen pizzas? What the? What was your plan, Mary Poppins? Cop Mom? Cop Mom, you did not... The, you did not plan this very well. And don't tell me that it was a fucking emergency to go to the fucking magician's house and make sure he wasn't getting robbed when there were other cops on the scene. And we've only gotten, like, brief glimpses of cop mom just kind of walking around. So I don't know what she's doing. I don't know why it's so important that she had to go to the crime scene. I... But now it's Michael Madsen's turn to tell a story while Tom Arnold cooks dinner, I guess. And Tepti doesn't really read the story either because the storybook just brings the stories to life or something. I don't know. I, I just don't know what's going on. So Michael Madsen's reading the story, but the little boy, he's all upset because, you know, his dad's not home for Christmas. Because, you know, his dad's out on the oil rig. And Michael Madsen's trying to tell him, like, Oh, no, it'll be okay, you know. Your dad would be here if he could. And Michael Madsen, I think, is starting to, you know, reminisce about his own dad. And there's probably some fucked up, like, childhood shit that he's gone through. And that that's the reason why he's turned to a life of crime. And then the little girl comes out and the kids take over for reading. Because uh, I think Michael Madsen doesn't know how to read. And the story now is about the wolf and the fox that are planning a big birthday celebration for the polar bear, including fireworks. But the puffins, those evil little puffins, steal the fireworks and take it to the evil walrus. And like, oh no, what are they up to now? But it turns out the puffins just wanted to celebrate the walrus's birthday. Because uh, it's his birthday too. You know, and you don't think about that, right? You know, like the evil people... They have birthdays, too, and they want to celebrate, and they want to be liked, and they want to have a good time for their birthday. And so the Puffins have brought the fireworks. Unfortunately, uh, Miss Fox there, she has the remote control for the fireworks that apparently the remote control button has a really fucking long range because she presses the button and it sets off the fireworks, even though, like, Walrus Town is way, way down. <laughs> And the fireworks go off, and like, oh no. And then Tom Arnold shows up, because dinner's ready. And the kids are like, oh right, let's go eat. Michael Madsen, though, he's feeling too sad to go eat with them. Because he's probably thinking, you know, about the fucked up childhood trauma that he's going through that led him to a life of crime. So Tom Arnold and the kids are eating dinner. And the kids are like, oh, wow, this is really great. And Tom Arnold's like, yeah, I learned to cook in prison. Oops, he let that slip out. But uh, Tom Arnold, he's quick on his feet. He's got the quick wits. He's like, oh, prison is the name of the restaurant that I worked at. 
Nice save, Tom Arnold. Nice save. Um, terrible save, actually, but it works, I guess. Because the kids are just too busy, you know, eating. Because usually they only get frozen food because mom's too busy. Because, you know, she's a cop that keeps getting called on these calls that anyone could have gone. Seriously, she, I, I'm still, like, upset about it. She's off duty, but she had to go to investigate a robbery that, like, three other people were also investigating. <sighs> but the police show up at the house. Uh-oh. Michael Madsen's like, dude, we have got to get the fuck out of here. And Tom Arnold's like, we do, but, you know, the kids haven't had cake yet. Um, Because their heart, Tom Arnold's heart is starting to warm up and, you know, these kids, they usually only get frozen dinner. He can't let them go to bed without cake. So, you know, just goes to show you, cop lady, she doesn't give cake to her kids. The criminal, he gives cake to her kids. Makes you wonder, who is the true criminal? So, while, they're, uh, while Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen are discussing what the hell they're going to do, the kids turn on the TV, and there's a news report about the robbery. And they've got suspects that were, uh, witnesses say, were dressed like Santa and an elf. And the pictures of the suspects? Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen. Which, you know, the kids are, I think the wheels are starting to turn. Like, hey, wait a minute. What is going on here? And I still wonder, you know, why did they dress up like Santa and an elf? That, their plan must have backfired, because if that whole idea was so people wouldn't recognize them. People, apparently there was enough of a description from the witnesses to know who robbed the place. They had, like, the pictures of Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen. They're criminals with records, and people know that they robbed the magician's house. So the little boy calls his mom. He's like, Mom, those thieves, they're pretending to be our babysitters. They're right here. We need help. And Mom's all like, Oh, you and your stories. I am not going to fall for this. Good night. So, you know, it's going to be up to the kids to do some home alone hijinks to take care of the burglars. And so they read another story about I don't know, the Puffin wants to become good, and it makes Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen, like, it tugs at their heartstrings, because, you know, deep down, they want to be good. They don't want a life of crime that, you know, Michael Madsen's fucked up childhood led them to. So, they're learning, thanks to these Puffins, and the Walrus, and all these other fucking animals. But then the little boy, he takes their picture, so he can send it to Mom, like, see Mom, the thieves, they're right here. And the criminals, they realize what the kid's doing. So they're chasing after him. And he and the little girl run upstairs. And they knock over a basket of balls. So that while Tom Arrow and Michael Madsen try to run up the stairs, they trip over the balls. Or they're tripping balls. Whoa. I, I'm i tripping balls because I just saw some light show. Um, I thought it was the cops. But um, I think it was just a car driving by. And the <laughs> headlights just... Shown in my eyes. So what happened? Yes, Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen tripped over the balls and they go fl 
fall flying. They go rolling down the stairs like, oh, ho, ho, ho. yes, I watched Home Alone too. I mean, Home Alone. I watched Home Alone also, and I did also watch Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. And I wanted to say I wish I hadn't, but you know, I did. I was a kid. I was stupid, and so it is what it is. The little boy and girl make it into the panic room, but oops, a uh, little boy dropped his phone right before the panic room door closed, and. Oh shit, mom never told them the code. You know, th- mom, like, before she left, like, told them, like, yeah, there's a panic room in case you really need the help. She didn't bother telling them the code then, like, you know, you've already put into their m- minds that, you know, the panic room's a possibility. And so they're stuck, and tomorrow's like, well, this works out for us. Because they won't get out, and we can get out, and we've got his phone, so he's just fucked. Those kids are fucked, because they don't have the phone to call mom, to open up the panic room, so they'll have to wait till she gets home. But Michael Madsen's like, no, we can't leave these kids alone. He's had his change of heart, and, you know, he can't let these kids have no Christmas, because their mom's gone... And their dad is stuck on an oil rig, and Michael Manson has figured something out about the dad. The dad is Tom Arnold's brother. Shit. So, um, I'm guessing the family doesn't, uh, talk to Tom Arnold very often. Like, the kids didn't realize that, oh, hey, this is our uncle, who is also a criminal. Because the backstory is... Well, Michael Madsen figured it out because he saw a picture. And I'm not even sure how he figured out from the picture because it was a picture of Tom Arnold's brother. And I guess, what, did he look enough like Tom Arnold? (laughs) Because the kids don't know Tom Arnold's related to them. But, you know, Tom Arnold's brother, who did not know that Tom Arnold was a criminal, was, you know, giving him a ride. And Tom Arnold's like, oh, can we stop at the bank? I got to, you know, get some business taken care of. And Tom Arnold's brother's like, oh, okay, hey, let me go buy a pack of gum in the meantime. And uh, Tom Arnold's business in the bank? Yeah, you guessed it. He was robbing the bank. And when he got back out, his brother wasn't there, but the police were. And he was sent to jail, and Tom Arnold's brother tried to visit. But Tom Arnold just always refused to see him and talk to him because he was just mad. He figured his brother's the reason he landed in jail. And Michael Madsen tells him, like, dude, it's not your brother's fault. He didn't know you were robbing a bank, so he probably just really wanted to go get a pack of gum. And so, again, does does the family not know that the dad has a brother and his brother's a criminal that's been in prison? Um, Kids don't know, and... I mean, the picture of Tom Arnold was released to the media, so I'm assuming Mom saw the picture, maybe? And we go, oh, hey, this is my brother-in-law. But I don't think uh, the police have seen seen it, because the police, they tracked down the real babysitter and her thugs, because remember, Tom Arnold told the police, like, hey, these are the people that robbed the house. So... 
Wait, so who released the picture of Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen to the media that the police don't know? Although, um, mom knows because she gets there and she's like, these aren't the thieves. Uh, the thieves are Santa and the elf. And the little old lady, real babysitter, she's like, yes, they're the ones that, you know, kicked us out of our babysitting gig. And mom's like, wait a minute, what's the address? Oh, it's going to come together, mom. Your son was telling the truth about the bandits, burglars, and a lot of people, I got to say, are fucking looking for these thieves. It's like a fucking manhunt. Dude, they just robbed a magician's house. Like, yes, you should go get them. And just in case that they are robbing other people. But god damn, like, it seems like everyone on the force is out on this case. There's got to be other crimes, right? And, I mean, thankfully you did send mom out on this case because, you know, the other cops were stupid and were going to fall for Tom Arnold's lies. But still, why did mom have to go in on her day off to take care of someone? Fucking magician is probably like the mayor's brother or something. Now, luckily, Tom Arnold is like an old school thief who's like a safe cracker. And so he's got his stethoscope out and he's going to listen closely so he can unlock the... Wait, um, doesn't it only work when you've got like the combo lock... Like, this is a fucking digital code that they press in. So how the fuck is you listening with the stethoscope going to tell you how to figure out the code? I don't even know how it really even works with a combo lock. But I can kind of get the idea because wouldn't it be like when you get to the right number, there's like a little click? So yeah, okay, I, I can see like why using like the stethoscope and listening very closely will help you crack a safe. That has a combo lock. But a digital lock where you punch in numbers? I don't know. Does the right when you press the right number, does is there like a different click that he can like really listen for? And also, like with like codes usually like if you do the wrong code too many times, it locks you out. Like it's a safety mechanism. So that, you know, a burglar can't come in and just you know, take the time to try, I don't know, how many, like, four-digit codes are there? Like, five billion. And the thief is very fucking persistent. So that's why you get those safety locks. So, but, uh, whatever. He manages to get them out, and they go, and they have cake, and they're gonna have presents, and, like, hooray! Such a beautiful day. Oh! Mom shows up. Guns a-blazing. By herself, I should mention. So she's figured out that the thieves are at her house with her kids. And she was just on the scene with, like, five cops. She doesn't think to say, like, oh, hey, one of you come with me as backup? Because these, co- these thieves are fucking dangerous if you've got, like, half the force out looking for them on this manhunt. So, why did she go without backup? And then, she's very confused on what she should do, because she finds out that, you know, they broke into her house, 
but then they cooked the kids dinner and made them cake and you know read them bedtime stories and were generally like really good babysitters but she's got to uphold the law they're thieves and she's got to arrest them right but little girl's like you know do you really have to arrest them because they didn't really steal anything because she pulls out the sack and inside of the sack instead of like valuables or anything fucking bubble wrap oh michael madsen you screwed up royally you grabbed the wrong bag and wait bubble wrap in the sack wait why was there a like big sack of bubble wrap and tom arnold's mad justifiably so because how the fuck are you gonna not tell the difference between a bag full of bubble wrap and a bag full of antique silverware or jewelry or whatever it was they stole or really, you know, between a bag of bubble wrap and a bag of basically any fucking thing, because bubble wrap has, like, no weight to it. But now I'm wondering, why was there this, like, burlap sack of bubble wrap? But Mom's got to try to figure out, like, what's she going to do? She's got to uphold the law. So I guess, luckily, you know, she didn't bring any backup. Because if she brought backup, then, you know, she'd have no choice. Because the backup are going to be like, yeah, well, fuck your family and you're a horrible mom. And we're going to arrest these guys. So mom's weighing her options, you know. On the one hand, they didn't actually steal anything from the house. Well, I mean, technically they stole the bubble wrap from the house. <laughs> um, but, you know, nothing important. On the other hand... Attempted burglary and breaking an entry and trespassing all are still crimes. But on the other, other hand, it's Christmas. So not only is she going to let them go, they can stay for dessert, I guess, because they already ate dinner. Um, or to open presents. I'm not sure. They're just allowed to hang out, I guess. But then there's a surprise. Well, first she has to, you know, call her police buddies and be like, oh, you know, false alarm. My kid is just making shit up again. Um, and, you know, stop the manhunt for the thieves because if you check inside, uh, all his stuff is still there. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that they're going to fucking end the man. Why are there so many cops searching for two criminals? Oh, because they know they stole that magic book. Oh no, we can't let that magic book be out on the loose. So, but everything's going good, and one last Christmas miracle. Dad is home with presents! Yay! And the kids are all excited, and Mom's excited, and Tom Arnold and Michael Madsen are kind of like, yeah, yeah, because remember, Dad is Tom Arnold's brother. And they're a little uneasy, but at the dinner table while the kids are off being kids or something, uh, Dad's, like, you know, telling Tom Arnold that he forgives them, like, you know, and Tom Arnold's like, I'm sorry that I, you know, brought you into, like, my whole mess of a life of crime. And Mom is very, very chill on this whole aspect. Which, again... And Tom Arnold hasn't already told her that, you know, he's his her brother-in-law. 
so at least some of this has to be news of like, oh, hey, my brother-in-law is a criminal that almost got my husband arrested. Does she even know she has a brother-in-law? Like, there's at least some new information going on here, and she is very fucking chill about it, of like, uh, yeah, whatever, it's Christmas, I'm glad the family's back together. And the kids show up, and Dad's like, kids, this is your uncle. And they're like, yay, we have an uncle. So did they not know of Tom Arnold's existence? Which again, okay... Yeah, maybe they didn't know about it. And I can forgive the kids, like, because they're probably just excited. Like, hey, we have an uncle. That's extra presence. But mom is way too fucking chill about, you have a brother that you didn't tell me who's a criminal? I'm a cop. This is, like, important information. No, she's just very fucking chill about it. And then the animals from the book show up. Because it's a magic book. And this is why they had to get the magic book back. It's because fucking cartoon fox and cartoon walrus and a cartoon fucking polar bear that's like fucking eight feet tall. They're now on the loose. But hey, no one's like, hey, I'm tripping balls seeing fucking cartoon animals here. They're all like, yay, Merry Christmas. And... The final, final Christmas miracle is that this movie is over. And, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy your Christmas, or Kwanzaa, or Hanukkah, or Easter, Arbor Day, National Hot Dog Day. I don't know when you're listening to this. Whatever. But it's bound to be some holiday, because every day is now fucking National Day for something. So... Enjoy whatever national day this is that you're listening to. As always, velvetowl at hotmail.com or leave a comment in the comment section. Let me know if there's some movie you want me to watch so you don't have to. Or, you know, just tell me you're listening. I would like to know if someone's actually listening to this. And, you know, feel free to tell me, wow, you just wasted an hour of my life. So you saved me like 20 minutes that I could have wasted watching the movie. So, yeah, I mean, those are 20 valuable minutes that I saved you, sir and or madam. But until next time, I love you all.